I'm Gordon Macmillan, Professor of English at King's College London and Director of the London Shakespeare Centre. And I'm Ailsa Grant-Ferguson. I'm a Senior Lecturer at the University of Brighton. So I think the rediscovery, if that's the right word, of the Shakespeare Hut probably dates back to about 2010 when we started an Australian Research Council-funded grant um, and you arrived to do research for that grant. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we were looking at, um, well, Gordon and Philip Mead, who we were working with at the University of Western Australia, um, were thinking about sort of broader forms of commemoration, weren't you, of Shakespeare, and and then focusing in on 1916. Um, And we started off looking really, focusing on the debates between memorial statue and national theatre, didn't we, to start with, and the fact that nobody could agree. Um, so we started looking at where they were going to do these things and ultimately, after a long story, they they bought a very untheatre-like patch of land in Bloomsbury. It didn't seem a very logical place to be building what they planned to be, a Shakespeare Memorial National Theatre. Um, it was in a, an area where uh, there was a big sort of burgeoning intellectual uh, movement going on, I suppose, in Bloomsbury with the beginnings of the University of London moving there. And they bought a lovely patch of land which then sat empty uh, from 1914 to 1916. And what really interested us was realising that the person who was the prime mover in much of this was Professor Israel Galantz, later Sir Israel, Israel Galantz, who was a professor at King's College, in those days part of the larger University of London. Um, and it was absolutely fascinating finding out how he and his committee set about dealing with the problem of the First World War, that they had been building up towards the Shakespeare Tercentenary of 1916. They had been trying to raise funds for initially a statue, as Elsa says, then for a theatre, and the war came along, and clearly all of those plans got spoiled. So they had to think up an improvised solution, and Galantz had the very bright idea of working with the YMCA to create the Shakespeare Hut, which was... Which was, yes, it was a huge, basically it was uh, Israel Glance is a, a bit of a, a lone mover and shaker, really. The rest of the committee were not uh, too convinced, were they, Gordon, really, with, um, with how the money was going to spend, but it was actually a huge success. They, um, he made a deal with the YMCA, who were very uh, amenable to the deal, uh, to build an enormous YMCA hut. And these, it, it wasn't really a hut. It was a huge building, mock Tudor to be more Shakespearean. Um, it eventually actually had buildings added to it because it was so popular. And it was there particularly for New Zealand Anzac soldiers who were on leave. They had nowhere to go uh, far from home. And it provided them with a safe place, a sort of home from home. And incredibly, it had its own little theatre in which there were Shakespearean productions. This was something that Galantz had wanted from the very outset. And readings and an education programme. And the most famous actors and actresses, people like Ellen Terry, people like Ben Greet, were performing there to pure uh, soldier audiences. Members of the public were not allowed in. And it's very poignant when you look at the photographs of the Shakespeare hut with the Anzac soldiers standing outside and you think that they were basically en route from Gallipoli to the Somme, and that many of them would not survive. Yet they were the audience for what, in effect, was the sustained existence of the National Theatre through a period at which it looked like it wouldn't exist. So these performances for the soldiers that were done by, you know, the the Judy Dench and the Ian McKellen Mm -hmm. of the day, in a certain way, were... um, They were the embryonic version of the National Theatre. The actual building would take another 70-odd years to, to create... Um, but 
that period, the period of the Shakespeare Hut, 1916 to 1918, 19, was the period in which performances were sustained and the educational function that Gallant's believed in was also sustained. And all of that on the site of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And then after the war, when all the, uh, the Anzacs were then gradually, by about 1919, they were all managing to get shipped home, um, the site was then uh, rented to the Indian YMCA. And it was the first Indian YMCA, YMCAs in India for uh, British men, but this was for Indian men uh, in London. And the rent for that paid for the new Shakespeare Touring Company, which was the first sort of national, if you like, um, touring company. That was the idea of it, of Shakespeare, which Gallant thought could, could function as a national theatre for a while. He wanted it to. People still wanted that monument. And so that was actually the most uh, important function it had for those years until it was, until it was um, demolished in 23-24. But interestingly, some um, New Zealand Anzac soldiers were trying to raise the money during that period to rebuild um, a replica of it in New Zealand as a war memorial, which I think is a testament to how important it was for the Anzac soldiers. And that new Shakespeare company that the rent from the hut paid for, you could argue, eventually became the Royal Shakespeare Company. So what you're seeing in this odd, slightly quirky, improvised soldiers' accommodation building was... um, the origins both of the National Theatre and of the RSC. And in a strange strange way, you could even argue that the origins of the Globe lie in there as well because um, it was a uh, a building in uh, America. It was a a replica Globe um, in Chicago that Sam Wanamaker, the founder of the Globe, uh, found so inspiring that years later he decided to build the Globe. And that replica Globe in Chicago back in 1930 was based on um, the design by William Pohl for a globe, which had first been put into physical form for an exhibition in 1912 at Earl's Court called Shakespeare's England, which was one of the fundraising uh, events for the Shakespeare Memorial National Theatre. So in all sorts of ways, this little tiny, wasn't as tiny as Elsa said, quite large but consciously temporary building was a channel, a conduit for the three main theatres doing uh, Shakespeare production in an ongoing way in Britain today. 